So I know the Queen's Gambit is a thing that exists. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think this was like a big Cold War move. Like, you know, this was like a significant move that Bobby Fischer won. This sounds 100% real. This is yeah. a meme bro story, yeah. 100%. No, like I have zero doubt in this. Yes, that's true. And you both mentioned the lie. Hello and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master presents you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. We are getting really nerdy this month, and our quizmaster this week is Tanner. Hello. And he is going to do a very nerdy episode about chess. So he will give us four facts about chess, but you have to remember that one of them is a lie. So join me, Andy, and our other host, Soups, in figuring out which one it is. All right. Are you good at chess, Andy? I don't really like chess. Okay. It's boring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, people have lost kingdoms over a game of chess so. i know <laughs> i play quite often on my phone now i mean i, I watch live streams of chess wow. matches wow. Between wow. Masters. You might be more of a chess nerd than me no <laughs> we'll find out yeah. <laughs> let's start with the low-hanging fruit how many squares are on a chessboard it's eight by eight, isn't it? Yeah. So 64. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> nice. Well done. I mean, I, I know how to play. Okay. Yeah. I okay. know how All it right. works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 64 squares, eight rows, eight columns. And in chess, they're called ranks and files. And chess kind of has its origins in India. So a different game, Chaturanga, was like a seventh century Indian battlefield. So they had elephants and chariots and cavalry, but the pieces, hmm. a lot of them changed when yeah. it came to Europe in the 10th and 11th centuries. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's dive into fact number one. Fact number one, white wins more than black. Hmm. What do you think of this? Well, I do know white always goes first. Yeah. I know that rule. So, I mean, I have zero clue if that would give you an advantage or not. I guess if you were like thinking technically... If you're the player that goes first and you're talking about players who win really quickly, then statistically it would always have fewer moves. So then that is related to it. But like, I don't actually know. And it's 50 50. So (laughs) there's also a possibility of a draw. Draw. True. Yeah. But I think this fact is correct because with white by default, you're attacking. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is it easier to be offensive or defensive? Yeah. So you set the tone, right? Mm-hmm. With the first move. So logically, yeah, white has higher chances of winning. Mm-hmm. So they call it the first move advantage. White sets the tempo and it starts to attack first and then black is on defense. So some people say that black is at best playing for a draw because it's so hard to win as black when you Hmm. look at statistics. So since 1851, they began record keeping tournaments for chess. And since then, white has won over 50% of the time when you take into account white wins and half of the draws. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because like every time I play with black, I'm actually in a way following the white. Like, you know, I'm trying to copy their move. That makes sense. Right. But then I also wonder, you know, maybe it's easier to be defensive because you only have to react. You don't Mm -hmm. have to like attack. I don't know. It's a good fact because it's just literally like true or false. So it's either one or the other. Mm -hmm. Or I suppose it could be something like it's actually statistically null. Mm -hmm. Like Maybe statistically it is 50-50 and it doesn't matter. I don't know. Mm Kind of seems like a (laughs) game (laughs) if 
simply going first confers that mm -hmm. much of an advantage. So with your friends, if you flip a coin, then why even play? Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. you just flip the coin. So I don't know. I would think if this is a game people love so much, maybe it's more neutral. Maybe mm. it's more. Okay. It's like 50-50. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have to hear more. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to fact number two. The Queen's Gambit is one of the oldest openings mentioned around 1490. Okay. So I know the Queen's Gambit is a thing that exists. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Okay. Yes. Explain us the Queen's Gambit. Okay. First of all, a gambit is an opening move that's designed to sacrifice a piece to gain an advantage. Mm -hmm. So white starts by moving Queen's Pawn to mm -hmm. D4. So that's two squares ahead. Yeah. Right. His pawns can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a special <laughs> Only the move. first move. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then black follows that by moving their queen's pawn to d5. So it's like the same move. The next move that white makes is moving the queen's bishop's pawn to c4, which is in a position to attack black's pawn, which just moved. Right. So if black takes white's pawn yeah. with this move, that's the sacrifice, but it's an advantage because now black's pawn is not in the middle four squares, which are the best to control. So that's why it's queen's gambit, because it's on the queen's side. And it's a gambit because it's sacrificing the white pawn to get the black out of the center. Do people fall for that? Yeah, it's a very, very common opening. And they split up the next parts of the game, depending on whether it's queen's gambit accepted mm -hmm. or queen's gambit declined. So mm -hmm. it's very split across the chess community, whether you take the bait or not. Yeah. Okay, interesting. But the fact is that this is one of the oldest chess moves. Right. Hmm. Around 1490, there was a manuscript that discussed all kinds of chess moves. And openings were kind of a new thing around this time. Because before this, people just played randomly. Yeah, I think that's a thing Like for not so avid chess fans i think what a lot of novice players don't realize i certainly didn't is that like actually the game is not really like learn these pieces and how they move it's memorize a bunch of these like moves it's like plays in football or something like that's really how people who are good at chess and like a chess that's how they play right or like a chord in music mm -hmm. yeah you can build a whole yeah. song out mm -hmm. of these chords and you yeah. just memorize the chord yeah so like there's no point in playing if you don't know those against someone who does right i think sure shot you're gonna lose <laughs> yeah yeah but this makes the game so interesting because there are so many plays right there's just millions and millions of ways of yeah. how you can do it and then you're just acting and reacting yeah. This opening is really still popular among the best players. Hmm. Well, Queen's Gambit, of course, became very popular after the Netflix show. Mm -hmm. Right. So the show started in 2020 and is based on a 1983 novel of the same name, The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. But I didn't know if this was the oldest move. It's one of the wow. oldest. What was the exact fact? The Queen's Gambit is one of the oldest openings mentioned around 1490. Okay, so we know chess is way older than 1490. 1490 is not old enough. Right. But if you're saying that openings mm -hmm. as a concept was new yeah. by 1490, then I suppose that this fact makes sense. Also, why is it called the Queen's Gambit? It doesn't have anything to do with the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Pawn's Gambit, really, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but the Queen's taking the real advantage. There's also the King's Gambit, mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. use the King's Pawn. Yeah. So it's just named after where the Pawn comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's 
kind of disappointing. Because <laughs> I thought, if you say Queen's Gambit, I'm thinking like you're sacrificing your queen for something. Yeah. So you better be really like. That's kind of the end of the game. Getting you know? something. <laughs> well, come on, chess people. I wanted this to be higher stakes. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Sacrifice that queen. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Anyway. Yeah, all right. So. Fact number three. After 24 years of Russian champions, Bobby Fischer became the first American world chess champion in 1991. Okay. Sounds about right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I have heard this guy a lot and the story of how he defeated the Russians and how this was like a big thing. It's much later in time than I thought it was. 91 is kind of like, well... Who really cares at that point? America definitely won the Cold War by that <laughs> yeah. point. Like, I don't know. But okay. Yeah. I've heard a little bit about this. But I think this was like a big Cold War move. Like, you know, this was like a significant move that Bobby Fischer won and the Cold War also got over. Yeah. So Bobby Fischer ended the Cold War. In a way. In gotcha. A way. Because the Russians, they have been just like the Chinese have been ruling in badminton for the longest period of time. And Bobby Fischer, I thought it was sort of a cult figure in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was only 29 when he became the first American to win this championship that started in 1866. Him rising to this position was like unheard of. But I think one thing he's also famous for is like, if you read self-help, they talk about how his method for getting good, it's about like improving the right way, mm -hmm. like doing the right things, like how he like learned Russian so that he could read Russian chess magazines yeah. and figure out what they were talking about and what they were doing. So then he knew what the Russians were going to do mm -hmm. and how like people use that as an example of, like, you know, don't work harder, work smarter. Right. I mean, he's obviously famous for beating them, but like also the unconventional way of doing it mm -hmm. instead of just play more, practice more, memorize more moves. It was like strategically memorized the right moves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he'd been playing professionally since he was eight. Mm. World's youngest international grandmaster at 15. And so he was kind of seen as a prodigy. So part of this is just simply that he was the first American. Yeah. Which is also kind of surprising. Like if there's one American from like the 20s, bam, facts a lie. So I don't know, maybe... Mm. But, like, the story is pretty well known. If it's a lie, it's going to be in some detail. Yeah. Well, we've got one more. All right. Fact number four. A joke chess opening was used by a world chess champion and a grandmaster in a tournament. Oh, my God. This sounds 100% real. This is yeah. a meme bro story, yeah. 100%. <laughs> no, like, I have zero doubt in this. This is literally, like, some Reddit kid who's like, hey, guys, look, I used the move. Ha, ha, ha. It makes it look like a penis or something. I don't know. You know, like, I don't even need to hear this story. That, that's exactly what happened. You nailed it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so the move is called the bong cloud. Yeah. All right, there of course, it is. Of yep. course. Bring it on. Yep. <laughs> and you move king's pawn. Yeah. To e4. Okay. So two squares up. Mm -hmm. Right. Black follows suit by moving king's pawn to e5. I also love yeah. how for all any of these moves to work, your opponent has to oblige you. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. they don't, then it's a different yeah. opening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, to me, it seems like very yeah. strange that you can call this a specific opening if your opponent has to oblige. Yeah. yeah. And then the next move, which has been called an insult to chess, mm -hmm. is moving the king to e2. Yeah. You're, you're putting your most valuable piece in danger yeah. on the second move. This was played by Magnus Carlsen, yeah. who is the world chess champion. Mm -hmm. And then it was followed by the double bong cloud attack when black moved its king forward one square. And that was by Hikaru Nakamura. 
Yeah, not mean a big bros. fan of Magnus Carlsen. I know literally this little bit about him, and I I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Very annoying. I'm sorry, Magnus, if you're listening to me. I'm not sorry. I know nothing about you. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I mean, the personalities yeah. of a lot of chess champions yeah. are like, even Bobby Fischer was yeah. like, oh yeah. my God. Well, I mean, if it's something like this where it's like wrapped up in intelligence and so many people care and you get an inflated ego yeah. if you are good at this. Yeah. yeah. Like we're doing nerds, mm-hmm. nerd themes, so mm-hmm. nerdy things, mm-hmm. right? Like part about being a nerd is like you care about something. It's Mm -hmm. about caring for something. And so the most annoying thing to a nerd is someone who thinks it's funny to make fun of you for caring Mm -hmm. as if that doesn't just make you a human being that like somehow they're better than you because they don't revere what you do. And so to be a chess champion and to be like, this game's dumb. Yeah. Look at, <laughs> look I'm going to make fun of it. Uh, yeah. Ha ha. Uh, That's incredibly irritating. Yeah. 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 So is this going to be like a hopeful thing where it's like, no, he didn't. The moment he took magnets, I can totally imagine him doing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you know who that yeah. is. Yeah. So <laughs> checks out. So I guess it seems like we're actually choosing between three facts. Yeah. Because <laughs> they seem pretty, pretty confident that that's real. We need you to repeat the four of them again so that we can guess which one we think is the lie. Okay. Your four chess facts are fact number one, white wins more than black. Fact number two, the queen's gambit is one of the oldest openings mentioned around 1490 Fact number three. After 24 years of Russian champions, Bobby Fischer became the first American world chess champion in 1991. And fact number four. A joke chess opening was used by a world chess champion and a grandmaster in a tournament. One of those is a lie. I think I'm going to go with number one because I think the two stories, three and four, are just like, yeah, there could be details where that's a lie. But I don't know how I would know that. Mm. So I'm just like, it's fine okay. with me. The Queen's Gambit not being very old. I think that could be really interesting. Like if it's something like, actually, it's from the 20th century. Yep. Sure. I think the first one is the only one where I could conceivably predict that maybe that's a mm. lie. I think it maybe is closer to 50-50 because okay. otherwise, like I said, doesn't it kind of ruin the game a little mm. bit? You know, what's the point of a tournament for chess if white wins so much more often? Why not flip a coin? Yeah. So I think it's closer to 50-50. Okay. I think it's between number two and three because 1991, Bobby Fischer, that timeline is throwing me off a little bit. It is much later than I thought. Yeah. And like Queen's Gambit, sure. There are so many more openings. Just don't know if this is one of the oldest. But yeah, I think that the lie would maybe be that like it's actually very new. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm. So I'm thinking it's between two and three. So I would say number two. Okay. So number one is true. White wins between 52 and 56% of the time when you take into account half of the draws. And for context, in the tournament for Bobby Fischer and Boris Spassky, Fischer won seven of the 21 games. Spassky won three and 11 were draws. So draws are very, very common. Yeah. Okay. Draws are very common. In yeah. Chess. yeah. Hmm. So like this kind of talks about your probability thing of like, why even play? Yeah. Because you trade off who's white. So you so play each, each other multiple times yes. in order to 
Okay, yeah. but that's why they have to do it though. Yeah, because the game is inherently unfair. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Queen's Gambit was mentioned in this manuscript from 1490. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And you both mentioned the lie. Bobby Fischer beat Spassky in 1972. Yeah. Okay, it's much older. Yeah, much older. Okay. 91 so. was the fall of the USSR. Yeah. So oh, I just okay. picked that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was like. That's, it was like Bobby Fischer defeated the yeah, yeah. USSR. Yeah. He brought Actually, down the Berlin Wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so that's what I'm thinking because Bobby Fischer is like way older. older and, I, yeah. and I think in Queen's Gambit, there is a character based off of Bobby Fischer. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. President Nixon at the time, his national security assistant, Henry Kissinger, mm-hmm. called Bobby Fischer and said, America wants you to go over there to beat the Russians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. yeah, that would have given away no, the time. This is yeah, some yeah, hardcore yeah. Cold War mm-hmm. Americanness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So All right. you just went with the lie was just that it's 91 is when the Soviet Union actually fell. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. December 26th. I thought that was kind of coincidental because I did know that. Yeah. Well. I should have known. Yeah, I should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. We'll be continuing with our nerd theme for the rest of the month. And if we could just ask a favor of you, please, please, if you love chess, leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts because it really helps us out getting this in front of more people. And as always, thanks for listening. Castling.